Praise the Lord, everybody, and thank you for joining me, Miss Nisi, in Real Talk Ministry video podcast. Thank you for coming out last week. Oh my God, God came through last week, and He really sent the word through Minister Letitia Smalls. And I am telling you, I am still unpacking some things. <laughs> I'm some unpacking some things that the Lord is going to do to uh, help me be a better person in Him. And I appreciate the word of God that she brought forth. I also um, thank God for my nephew. I call him my nephew, Brother Jay Clue, for the band and the praise team. I just feel like God is going to do some great things this year through Real Talk Ministry. Uh, this is the first event of the year, and we have three more to go. So if you want to know more about the events that are taking place, as they take place, aside from the audio and video podcast that will happen every month, um, stop by Real Talk Ministry. Stop by Real Talk Ministry Facebook and stay connected and stay up to date and also to see the service that just took place. I also want to thank the Lord. This is an exciting thing for me also. Uh, the Real Talk Ministry broadcast happened that Saturday. The service was that Friday night. The broadcast was that Saturday and I think it went beautifully. I really was excited. This is something that I always wanted to do. I mean, always wanted to do. And I plan on doing it again next month. So in the, in the month after, until the Lord tells me no more. <laughs> That's how we're going to do this. And um, it's theupliftlive.com. Uh, just visit the station and listen to the music. They have some real good music, some real good talk. So I, I hope you had time to listen to both. And if you haven't listened to the Word of God, please go back and listen to the Word of God because it will definitely bless you. Now let's get into this topic. This video topic is called, This Is Not Your Fight. And when the Lord gave me this, obviously I was going through something. And it was a reminder that I don't always have to fight for myself. You know, being a single mom, I always had to fight to make sure my girls was good, make sure the bills was paid, make sure that if I had to go take care of some things like um, that had to deal with the car or rent or housing that most people feel like, oh, you're a woman, you're a single parent, so I can get over on you. I always had to make sure I was two toes, two, ten toes down on making sure that I wasn't getting taken advantage of, um, not being overlooked, not being misused or disrespected. And those times were hard, but it built up in me something that I don't no longer have to have. And I think the Lord is trying to get me away from. And that is fighting for myself. I no longer have to feel like I have to defend myself in order to get where I need to go. And even though this is a practice habit, it is a practice habit that I need to stop doing and trying through the love of Jesus Christ to get away from. Um there may be some things that you may be facing right now, some challenges that you may be facing right now that you're thinking that I should be able to handle this situation. I went and talked to the lawyers. I went and talked to the doctors. Uh, I already know what I need to do before I stand before the judge. And just because you put the things together and put the preparation together doesn't mean that it is you that has to do the fighting. I want to encourage you to let Christ do some of this fighting for you. And when I say some of this, because I know it's not something that most people can do overnight until it comes into, comes into full completion of having Christ fight for you 
completely and not just sometimes or when you're in a bind or when you got yourself into a situation that you can't get yourself out of after he had told you not to do this or that. I have been involved in those situations where he literally said, this is going to happen. And I need you to understand it's going to happen. And I'm like, yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for letting me know. Thank you for being a shield and protector and letting me know things are happening. That's what happened when you have a connection with Christ. He will tell you what you need and what you need to do and how to go about doing it. And then it happens and all hell breaks loose. Uh, I'm mad. I'm upset. Uh, I'm going to get the last word. They're not going to do me like this. I'm thinking about hiring lawyers. <laughs> it's just like I got to a point in my life that I did not want Christ to not fight for me because I didn't know how to receive him and let him lead when he is doing it. So I am still learning and I pray I'm getting better, which I believe I am, to not always take matters into my own hands. And I believe as good Christians, we have to learn how to do that. We have to learn how to not take matters in our own hands. I will say that in most cases, when you do take matters in your own hands, it's something that you may feel is out of your control. Our anger can cause many of us to really lose it. And I was a victim of that many times where I just felt so disrespected. I just felt that no one should be able to disrespect me on this level. I have pride in myself. I believe in myself. I stand up for myself. So being disrespected on a certain level is just a disgrace. It's not allowed. And I won't allow anyone to think they can have the freedom to use me, abuse me, um, or any of those things. And in your head right now, you're thinking, those are things to fight for. There's nothing wrong with that. And it isn't. But there are a lot of times where I am in that position and I will hear the Lord say, I got you. I don't need you to do this. Don't say a word. And what I've learned is I don't have to be the one to let this person know who and what I'm all about. I can let Christ do it. And I'm learning and I have learned and I'm still learning in a way where I'm accomplishing more than less to let him do it. I know I had a previous podcast where I was saying, let him do it as far as taking care of your finances and handling your business and stuff like that. But this fight is also a part of that. You got to let him fight for you sometimes. You can't always be the one running up in the battle saying, you know, I got this. Sometimes you got to let God have it. So I'm going to start off by reading some of my notes and forgive me if you see a glare in my glasses through the uh, lighting but sometimes my eyes want to be right and sometimes my eyes are like nope you're on your own <laughs> so i'm gonna read the notes that i shared and i am going to be coming from the king james version this is the biblical teachings or speakings for the second month of august for april 2022 for the video podcast so it's called, It's Not Your Fight. That's our topic, okay? And what I've written down is, I'm going to read it. Sometimes going through life, it's hard to separate your fight from the fight of Christ. 
And also the fight of thinking that since you have a voice, you can say what you want or feel you can do what you want. But sometimes you can enter into situations that you feel it is your fight because you were disrespected or you saw someone being disrespected or saw something or someone being out of order, whether it was towards you or someone else. It is common to feel like you have to defend yourself, but sometimes you have to realize that it really isn't for you to fight. It really isn't for you to defend yourself. So trying to take up for yourself is really not necessary. Also, and this is something that I am going to address. One of the biggest problems I feel most Christians don't really understand is that we don't have to fight for Christ. What do I mean by that? He doesn't need you to defend him. You can fight on the behalf of him as according to the scriptures, but he does not need you to fight for him. And I think that is one of the biggest misconceptions of Christians today. And I don't want to say it's just today. I think it has been a problem throughout the generations that I know since I was able to acknowledge church and how it is and how Christians are. And I'm not necessarily saying from the churches that I grew up in. I'm just saying being around some Christians in general and not just the Christians you see at, you know, on TV that sometimes the media can say this is how they are and this is how they've been. This is how Christians are. You know, media and the ideas of having someone thinking about you or thinking about certain things in a certain ways can certain way can be manipulated. So I'm not even speaking in that aspect. I'm just speaking general Christians who haven't truly acknowledged the fact that the way we fight for Christ is not always the way we think we're fighting on his behalf. The Lord said that he will fight for you if you hold his peace. Exodus 14 and 14, King James Version, says the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. That is in everything. Okay, if someone comes up to me and they're telling me I don't like God and I don't like you for liking God. It is not my job to make sure I go protest and pick up a banner and start trying to beat this person with it or try to do everything I can to make them feel how bad they have hurt me and made me mad by saying that. It shouldn't matter. But if it does matter, we have to take it to Christ so he can explain to us what we really should be fighting for on his behalf and what is necessary and what is not necessary. And a lot of times when we are fighting, we are fighting things that are not necessary. We are also fighting things that are not ordained or coming from him to fight. Now, the in order to prevent from being or talking in a double talk or double standard, there are fights we are supposed to fight. There are things that we are supposed to open our up our mouths and say, hey, this is wrong. This needs to be fixed. But a lot of things that are being said, and like I said, things can be manipulated when you're looking in the media. But a lot of things that are being said are not and being done are really not the representation of Christ. It's all in how we feel and how we think. And we think like, okay, I love Christ enough that I'm going to fight for him. And we take the fights that we think are of him and they are not really of Christ. They are really of ourselves. We are only defending ourselves and what we believe the Bible is telling us as good Christians that we should be doing. 
And we're not being good Christians in doing that. God does not need us to go attack the very people that he wants us to draw. So what do I mean by that? Uh, the one thing the world loves to pin Christians in the world against is sexuality. God doesn't need us to try to force anyone to be something that they're not just because they're choosing a different sexuality. It's not our job as Christians to go to those people and put them in hell because we know that if they continue in sin, that's where they're going. That's not how it works. Sometimes, you all, I know as Christians, we've been taught how we're not supposed to associate with people and do things with people. But sometimes all it is is just a conversation. And it don't have to be something you initiate just to say, look at me. I, I can talk to other to other other people that I don't agree with as a Christian. Sometimes it's just treating people normal and accepting that it is not your fight to make them change who they are, but just to let God do the changing if he see fit for them to change. Because we can't change, only God can. And the only way he's going to do this change is if they want it. So our prayers are more effective than our fight with the people that may disagree with us because we believe in Christ and we believe what he says about how things are. It shouldn't be that as a Christian, I am fighting to make sure that the laws of the land be the way it needs to be according to the scriptures. The Bible is going to fulfill itself. And eventually all this stuff is going to go away anyway. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have the right to fight for things that you believe in. Please don't look at it as being double talk. I know we have to stand up for Christ, but many of us are not standing up for Christ. We're reading the scripture and we're taking that scripture and saying, now we're going to fight for Christ. And I'm saying is, there is a way that if he wants you to fight, he will give you those directions. But the way we are fighting is wrong. We are not supposed to kill people and put them in hell on behalf of Christ. We're supposed to be drawing them to Christ. So I'm going to say, if you go to someone and they already know they don't want to hear what you have to say about God, there's nothing you can do about that. You can't force somebody to believe and hear something just because you feel and know who he is. And I think that's where the mistake is coming from. We feel and know about Christ enough to know that if you loved him like you, like we do, you wouldn't feel this way or you wouldn't do this. But let's be honest, as real Christians, there are sometimes we slip and we fall and we don't love Christ the way we say we do. Because we don't always be obedient and we always doing things in our own way. And we're always taking matters into our own hands and praying that he pulls us out of it. And that's why you need to let him fight. That's why you need to let him take control of everything. When we're fighting as Christians against other Christians, we're not being true examples of Christ. And what I mean fighting against other Christians, I grew up with a bunch of brothers. I grew up with a sister and a bunch of brothers. And we argued about everything. And I get to a place where I could say something and I can even be argumentative and walk away and it don't mean a thing. 
because I know how to use words and fight without feeling offended. But then there are times where I'm like, okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> You're not my brother. You're not my sister. So I probably won't take it so easily from you as I would someone who I'm familiar with or who I can say I love them regardless, so it's okay. So as Christians, when we come against each other, even if we have a disagreement, we have to do it in love. We have to do it in a way where we understand that the world is looking at us. So how we portray ourselves is how they're going to see us. And we can't always control what the world feel and think about us either. That shouldn't be our fight either. We have to learn how to not to try to conform to the world's ways to make them feel comfortable about who they are. Sometimes we do have to let God lead us in fighting in how we are supposed to be a representation of him by doing what the word God says without killing them. If you know someone is in sin, regardless of the sin, I'm not comparing this sin is better than this sin and this sin is not as bad as that sin. Sin is sin, period. And if you know someone is in any kind of sin, telling them they are going to hell is not drawing them to Christ. That's not even being a representation of Christ if you're not telling it in the right way. When you're telling someone, hey, you're going to hell, basically you're saying, die now because there's nothing else for you to live for. There's no grace, no mercy. There's no re repentance of sins. There's no redemption in your life because what you're doing now is going to send you to hell. And that's not true. That is very false. As long as that person have life or breath in their bodies, they have a right to the tree of life, just like you, just like me, because God provided that right for us. God provided the opportunity for us to have an opportunity to be drawn to him and to be a representation of him. We as Christians have to learn how to fight better. It's not that we don't have to fight at all. We just need to learn how to fight better. Because if all of our fighting, we're losing people instead of gaining people. And I ain't even talking about the people of the world. I'm talking about the people sitting in your pews or going to church every week or going to church daily or even just sitting looking at the word of God on, t on a, a TV or, uh, or on the internet. If I'm in a position that the words I'm saying is running you off more than it is drawing you to Christ, I need to reposition myself. I need to stop saying things in a certain way, maybe doing things in a certain way. And I definitely need to be able to understand that maybe the way I'm going is more offensive than, than it's maybe it's me and not Christ. Now, there's many other ways that you can acknowledge that things are not your fight. And one of the things that people love to say that's not your fight is always the job and your family. And I concluded that the reason why it's like always the job and your family and maybe school, we don't take into consideration a lot of times that young people fights are 10 times harder than grown folks a lot of times. But because of those places, we're always around family. We're always in our jobs and we're always in school and in church. We're around these people enough to know that Satan can do something to spark something. Satan can do something to cause uh, strife and discord 
which causes us to fight within ourselves as family, as friends, as church members. And then you know what happens? Then you hear, I don't want to be here no more. I don't want to do this no more. You begging God to let you off of that job, knowing that if you don't get yourself together right on that job, it's going to happen on the next job and the next job and the next job. So this is why it's important to understand exactly what it is you're really fighting for, what you're fighting about, and who is really fighting for you. One of the greatest peace you can have is to let God fight for you. And no, everything we do in Christ is not perfected overnight. It takes time. It takes learning. It takes uh, a challenge to be able to want to do it. So let me read you this scripture from the King James Version. And it says, Exodus 14, The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. We always say, The Lord will keep you in perfect peace, who mind is stayed on thee. Yeah, he will keep you in perfect peace, if you keep your mind on him. But he'll also fight for you, if you hold your peace, and let him fight for you. Which for many of us is hard to do. It has to be acquired. It has to be something that you have to practice doing. There may be opportunities of you being able to hold your peace maybe the first three times you tried and then the next three times it just fell all to pieces. That's okay. Get back on it. Get back on your prayer. Get back on your asking and talking and, and fasting with Christ and to Christ and asking him how to better be a better person in order to de be delivered from wanting to fight your own fight. And the reason why it's so important to not to want to fight your own fight, because it allows you to not to go into situations that you didn't need to be in in the first place. I'm going to give this testimony. And um, <laughs> I'm being mindful not to share too much information because it is a true story and I don't want to offend anybody. So I will say it happened about 10 years ago. There was a reconnection that took place uh, with me and my daughters. And uh, it seemed like everything was going really good. But it got into a situation where now I'm on the phone and I'm getting cussed out and I'm being told off. And while this conversation was taking place on the phone, I'm on I'm, my mind, I'm talking to God. And I'm saying, Lord, look, I know what the problem is. The problem is I've been real nice. And they're just not used to seeing me in this kind of way, being nice, being uh, different. Um, I'm serving you now. So they're seeing a change and they're taking advantage of it. But if you allow me to just curse this person out, I ask God this. Don't look. I ask God, if you allow me to just curse this person out, this person will know like, Oh, she still got that flame. She still got that fire. And trust me, I'm not one to be going around like, oh, yeah, she bad. She knows she bad. No, no, no. I just needed that person to understand that I know how I used to be. And that's why you're disrespecting me because you haven't seen that. But I need to show you that this is not how you're going to continue to disrespect me. I wanted to fight my own fight. <laughs> And I wanted to ask God for permission to let me do that as if he was going to grant that. And of course he didn't. And you know what Jesus told me? They're just words. Everything he's saying to you, they're nothing but words. And I'm like, huh? And this person is just still going off. 
So finally the call ended. And yes, I was still in my feelings. Yes, I still felt like there were some things I could have said, even if I wasn't allowed to curse. There were some things I could have said that really hurt that person's feelings, just like they was hurting mine, because I was being disrespected and I needed to defend myself. God said no. So instead, he had me put pen to paper. He had me handle the business that I needed to handle. And it's 10 years later and I'm still reaping the benefits, reaping the reward from not wanting, just from not cussing that person out. Just for not asking God to take me back when he's moving me forward. Just so, just because I allowed God to fight for me instead of me fight for myself. 10 years later, I am still reaping the benefits and the, the reward of not fighting my own battles for not handling the way that I thought I need to handle it to prove to myself that I'm not weak, that I am strong, that I am a better person. One thing that I hate, I hate to the core, is when you're trying to be the better person, you're trying to be a light and an example, not even to others, just trying to clean your own self up. And then you hear someone see a situation. I used to hate this growing up. See someone in a situation and you walk away or you handle it the best way you know how to stay safe and stay, stay in Christ. And then that same situation come up with that same person with a different person. That person literally says out of their mouth, I'm not Nisi. You ain't going to talk to me that way. Or you ain't going to come at me that way. And I'm like, why are you coming at me for being a peacemaker? Why does me not defending myself mean that I'm weak or I'm soft or I wasn't capable? And that is the thing that Satan holds us down on. He wants us to believe that if we don't do it ourselves, we're soft. We're not strong. We're weak. We're going to get made fun of. We're going to get poked fun of. We're going to get talked about. People are not going to respect us. They're going to think we're a pushover. No, God just knew how to handle it better than I did. It kept me out of trouble because the ways I was doing it put me in trouble. So the way it's being done by him and being handled by him kept me out of trouble. But I used to be so mad because I'm like, I would have handled it that way. I would have took care of it and said those words in that in that way. I'm not no chump. But it's not always proven that you're the better person. And it's not even trying to prove that you can be the bigger person. All you're proving is that you have someone who can fight for you. You don't have to go up against the bullies. God will handle those bullies for you. He'll take care of them. Um, I would like to read in John the 18th chapter in the 10th verse. Sometimes we know, when I say this, please don't take it out of content because... I know the world beats up Christians and we beat up ourselves sometimes. And sometimes it's hard for us as Christians to accept corrections because it seems like it's, we're never doing anything right. But I, I want to show how even as Christians, I'm saying that to say that Christians can get out of line and be bullies themselves. You may not see it in this light in this way because in John the 18th chapter and the 10th verse, it always come across as Peter, Simon Peter, taking up for Jesus. And that's just something we do. We take up for Christ because he loves us and adores us and we worship him and respect him. 
But in many ways, I saw Simon Peter in this chapter and reading it as being a bully. And the reason why I saw him as a bully, because he was willing to cut off somebody's ear, but he wasn't willing to say, yeah, I knew Christ when they was taking him to be um, judged. And at the time he was going to be uh, hung on the cross. So it says in John 18, the 10th verse, then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. And the 11th verse said, Then Jesus said unto Peter, Put up the sword into the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? It's important for us to know the difference in how we're fighting for Christ and, and what we need to do to fight for Christ. I say Simon Peter was bullying because he wasn't taking up for Christ because he'd been around Christ long enough to know that he didn't need that kind of representation. But the minute they called him out and said, are you with Christ? Three times he denied him saying that he didn't have nothing to do with him. So I call that bullying because if you're bad enough to cut off someone's ear because you feel like they coming against Christ, then you should have been bad enough to say, yeah, I'm with him. What's up? What's up with it? <laughs> but he didn't. And as Christians, we may not use knives anymore, but we use our swords, but we use our tongue, which is worse. And the Bible says you can kill someone with your tongue. Because what is said out of your mouth can hold so much power and it can it can affect you. Just like a preacher can be very effective in the words that they're saying and their effectiveness can change your life or persuade you to do things that you're not supposed to do. So be careful on that. But he didn't need Peter to be violent. Even in situations where they were being violent against Christ for no reason, he did not need any of that. He could have handled it. Sure enough, he could have. But he didn't need that. He was showing us that even if you wanted to fight for me, you don't have to. I got this. I want. He wanted his peace too. He, he wanted it to be peaceful. He knew what was going on. He already knew what was up. And that's another thing I do want to capitalize on when it comes to fighting for yourself. Do not disrespect Christ. By knowing that he had gave you the words to say, uh, when I say gave you the words to say, by knowing that he had told you what was up, God literally told you this is going to happen. This person going to come to you and this is going to happen. And I am not perfect. I am still learning. But I'm learning not because I want to be better as a person. I'm learning because I want God to trust me enough, not me trust him enough. For God to trust me enough to know that if he do decide to fight my battle, that I won't mess it up for him. I won't be a bad look on his behalf. I won't misrepresent him. And that's the goal. We always say we are ambassadors for Christ. We have to be ambassadors for Christ then. We have to be a representation for many of us, it would not just happen where it's like, okay, cool. I got it this one time, so I got it for the rest of, of our lives because Christ say do it. The more that you get challenged, the more you're going to have to learn how to fight. And these fights that I'm talking about may not just be from last year or last week and, and 
tomorrow and, and the next day or next week. There are many battles that are to come as this world is unfolding according to its prophecies. And you got to learn how to hold your peace so God can lead and direct you. If he can't lead and direct you in the things that he wants you to do in order to cover you, in order to uh, fight for you, in order to uh, prepare you for whatever it is that you're going to have to go through, because everything in life is not going to be perfect for us. As you know, trials and tribulations are always around. But he wants to make sure that it's more than just humbling yourself. It is also giving you peace. Many of us want it. And there's many ways that we can get it. Sometimes we just don't do the right things to obtain it. And if you have the opportunity to obtain it, hearing the word of God, it tells you what to do to have it. That means he wants you to have it too. He don't want you stressed out, worried, feeling like you got to do something in order for it to be done right. The last testimony I'm going to share with you was just recently I seen something and I heard something. And all up in here, I was so mad. All up in here, it was like, it was just burning. You know what Satan said? After the awesome weekend of the word, after the awesome broadcast, after the awesome connection of people just being able to say, you know, we were in a, a place where God touched us, even through praise. Satan was like, man, nah, I don't even feel like studying. This ain't gonna even work. He started running through my mind. Like, I started worrying about this and I started worrying about that. And I started thinking, this is not gonna work. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have to put this together. I'm gonna have to fight, fight, fight. I have to fight for this. I'm gonna have to go tell this person. I'm gonna have to put this together. And the Lord, I just stopped for a moment and I was like, I can't do this. You know what the greatest part of that fight was in that moment? Me saying, no, Lord, I'm not going to come against you. I'm not going to not believe. I'm a trust. Uh, say, no, you can't make me feel this way. I'm still going to have to study. I'm still going to have to put my time in with Christ. I'm still going to have to devote, devote myself to him. I can't let this be a setback. Lord, please forgive me. I'm sorry for even thinking that way. I shouldn't think that way. I'm not going to have a pity party. I'm not going to wonder what's going to happen, what could happen, what's not going to happen. That's the fight we need to have as Christians. Saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because this is not what I'm not, this is not what I'm going to do. What I'm not going to do is have Satan run me over, Satan thinking that I need to turn on you because things are not going in my way. Having Satan think, uh, you failed me before anything even happened. Those are the fights that are worth fighting. Now, there are many fights out there that you can fight for on behalf of justice, women, uh, doing the right things, equality. All those things carry a voice, but even in fighting for Christianity, fighting for the rights of others, there's a way you have to fight. And it's, we have to do it the way God wants it done. Because in whatever we're doing and however we're doing it, whether we're doing it wrong or whether we're doing it right, we are a representation of him. And if we are being called to Christ and we're saying we're Christians and we are the ones that people who are doubting who don't like him who don't like you because you like him are looking at and if you slip up you got to repent and if you 
on the right track, share. Share what it is that you're doing with others so they can be on the right track too. So I hope you enjoyed the word that is shared with you today. If you have your own opinion about what I said, I would love to hear it, good or bad. I think anything could be shared and discussed. And if it's not even capable of being discussed, that's fine. But I would still love to hear from you. So be encouraged. Go back uh, and listen to Minister Letitia Smalls. Her words were very encouraging. And you will begin to unpack some things just as she was preaching in her sermon. So I pray God bless you and keep you. God bless. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to share and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can receive notifications when a new episode is posted. You can also stop by Miss Nisi's website, www.realtalkministry.com. There you can purchase her books, leave a comment, and stay connected with this ministry. Until next time, God bless.